Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. This is Doug Cunnington here, and in this episode, I'll be talking about the age site case study. If you're new to this uh, case study, there's a few more episodes out there, and in fact, there's a webpage where I'm keeping like raw notes and some of the like helpful links. There's actually some screenshots for like uh, traffic and earnings, at least some of the very early traffic and earnings that I've seen so far. So in this specific episode, I'm going to be having sort of a one-sided conversation with a listener, reader, and viewer named Frank. So thanks for sending in these questions, Frank. We had a little back and forth, and it's a good exchange. Uh, One thing I've realized is it's very helpful especially when I'm trying to come up with show ideas and content ideas to have someone asking specific questions about things that they are interested in. It turns out uh, a lot of times if one person is interested or has a particular perspective or point of view, a lot of other people do too. So these are helpful. And we had a little bit of a back and forth because the questions were so specific And um, if you have such questions, feel free to shoot me an email at feedback at doug.show. And there is a voicemail uh, number in the show notes and everything. So you can actually just like leave a voicemail, which I could play on the air. All right. So I don't get too many of those. So if you put in the time, there's a high likelihood that it will show up on the air. So thanks for Frank. Uh, or thanks to Frank for sending in these questions. And uh, I'll kind of start at the beginning, but a lot of it is around the budget and you know what the scope of the budget is, how big it is, and how a person that is working with a different budget may still find the case study useful. So that's what I'm going to talk about. Plus, we'll get into a little bit of the, uh, like my, my very loose like ROI calculations so that I can move forward with this whole project, laying down a pretty good amount of money um, and hoping, right? Hoping with at least a little bit of confidence that it's going to pay off in the long run. That show notes page, by the way, is at nichesiteproject.com slash ASCS for age site case study. So if you want to check that out, that's sort of the home, at least for the time being, um, until I can write more thorough, uh, sort of narrative style uh, case study blog post for it. So you can get a hold of some of the stuff there. And if you are brand new, I'll, I'll say it quickly. Basically, what we're doing here in this case study, we being me, is uh, I am buying an age site from uh, a vendor called Human Proof Designs, and I'm generally outsourcing all the activities that need to be done from keyword research, writing content, building links, and actually those are the main things that a person has to do. So I'm outsourcing generally everything, and there's a few things that I'm going to be doing, but that is the general idea. And... Let's get into the uh, the questions here. So Frank says, thanks a lot for the age site case study post. It's awesome timing because I've just finished reading Tim Ferriss's four hour work week and I really loved it. It's so powerful for a mindset. It's a great book if people haven't read it. Uh, there's a couple things in there that, you know, maybe they're a little aged, but you'll get the idea about what Tim is talking about there. 
So Frank asked this, so is the purpose of the age site project to outsource almost everything? That's something I would like to do with affiliate websites. Can I share the range of investment so far? Or maybe I'm going too fast, blah, blah, blah. So my response back was, uh, you know what? I'm a little bit literal in some cases. In fact, my my wife tells me <laughs> like she really needs to be careful how she asks me questions because sometimes I'm too literal. But I think part of it is I'm a smart ass. And then with these emails, I mean, I'm just, I'm just a normal dude, uh, to be honest with you. I'm standing in my closet recording this. I mean, I'm <laughs> literally standing in my closet recording this. And the thing is, uh, you know, I, I get a lot of emails and if I, if I get an email and I can give a smart ass remark or provide a smart ass answer, a lot of times that's what I'm going to do. Now, it may not be the best way to run such a uh, front, uh, like a, a public facing business or something like that. But most of the stuff that I do is uh, free. <laughs> most of the things that I do, it's just available for free. So if I'm busting your chops a little bit, um, I hope you take it in the right spirit. <laughs> so here, here was generally my response. Number one, I said, thank you for the feedback. I am good at that. You always thank someone for taking the time to shoot you an email. It, it always takes longer to send someone an email to not than versus not sending them an email. So generally I did tell Frank, Hey, I'm going to cover this stuff as it comes up, but I'm obviously giving everyone a, a bite-sized piece each time I release a piece of information about this age site. So Frank says, is it, is the purpose to outsource almost everything? And I told him, no. I said, no way. <laughs> the goal is to create an asset. I will outsource everything, but that is not the goal. Again, this is the semantics. I even wrote that. I was like, semantics, you know? I mean, I'm like, my goal is not, hey, I'm going to outsource everything. That is a dumb goal. However, my goal is to create an asset that makes money. And by the way, I will be outsourcing most of the activities. And... Frank says, I would like to do that. And I was like, yeah, buddy, a lot of people want to do that. That's exactly why I'm getting into it. And as far as how much I've spent so far, and we are about like one month in from the, you know, the very first uh, money that I've put into it. So about one month in, I have spent about $6,000. I will be at about $10,000 in about another week or so. And I'll share spreadsheets and other information where I'm spending the money, like in a line item format and what I got from it. So it'll be very clear. And I, I mentioned to Frank in this specific email, I was like, the context matters. Um, just knowing the amounts isn't as helpful unless you know the context and why I'm spending about $10,000 in a short time frame. And then I said, Hey, if you have more questions, ask, because this is really helpful. So Frank took it in good spirits and said, hey, you're totally right. The goal is to build an asset. So he's like, what is the context then if, if that matters so much? And he also mentions it's kind of strange to see you doing a project in a short time frame. Also, it could be perfect for flipping. Thanks again for all the value. All right. So generally, the reason why I was I'm doing this in a quick time frame is I'm going to take some time off over the summer, right? So this right now when I'm recording this is early July of 2019 and I was like, 
hey, all right, I want work to be going on while I am away from my laptop, basically. So, you know, why not? <laughs> why not do that? Especially uh, the fact is it takes a while to do the various pieces of work, whether it's, uh, you know, getting the content written or building links, right? Both of those things could take several weeks to happen. Those several weeks, I don't need to be doing shit on the site, right? I could just like assign the work to the people that are doing it and then, you know, go do whatever I want, which is exactly what I'm going to do. So from my perspective, there's no real point in like making it take longer than it needs to. And typically the way services work, right? It is not a layaway plan or anything. So I need to have the money up front pay it. You know, I'm putting it all on credit cards because I get points um, from my credit card so I can spend that elsewhere if I want to. And I always pay my credit cards off um, whenever, you know, each month so that I don't have any, uh, you know, bill, uh, what do you call it? Interest accruing. I don't even know what it's called. I don't deal with that stuff so much. So the point is you pay um, you pay for all of it up front, you assign the work, and then it'll be done over the course of a few weeks. So that is why I'm spending the money in a quick time frame. And Frank is saying, hey, it's kind of strange to see you do a project in a short time frame. Well, I mean, I guess the alternative is to make something take long. But I mean, the reason why I got an age site is so that I don't have to wait the six months for the Google sandbox. I mean, this particular site is, you know, well past the, you know, six month mark. It's ranking for plenty of terms. It's like it made money basically within the first three days that I had it in my possession, you know, not enough to, not enough to, you know, make it ROI positive, but it obviously showed promise and it is getting traffic. So that's a good thing. So I'll, I'll lay all this out when I actually write the blog post, but it's actually good for me to, you know, say it out loud and talk through it, at least in this one-sided conversation with Frank. Moving on to the other thing that you know, Frank was asking about is uh, flipping, all right? So the idea with flipping is you build up some asset for you know, some amount of money, and then you could sell it for more, right? That's, I mean, you could do it with uh, physical real estate. You could do it with, uh, you know, junk from Craigslist where you're flipping that stuff. You can do it with websites or you could buy like an aged website and add value to it, hopefully increase the earnings, increase the traffic, and then try and flip it. Now, for me personally, that isn't super interesting um, just because I enjoy the cash flow more than the just, you know, cash that you can get from flipping. So that's just me personally. Um, I'm not 100% sure why that just feels better, but I like to see the monthly cash flow coming in. And that is positive, right? That's a positive thing for me versus having a huge amount of cash. I don't need a huge, huge amount of cash for anything that I can think of. So just from a practical standpoint, I don't need, I mean, let's say for example, I, I'm just going to make up numbers here. So let's say for example, I put in uh, $10,000 in the first six month, months, and then I'm just making up this example. Um, and then I put in another $10,000 over the next six months, and then I'm able to sell the website for $200,000. Okay. So I put in uh, $20,000 and then I could sell it for $200,000 sometime in the future. 
let's say it's three years from now or whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Um, me having an additional uh, like $300,000 or did I say 200? It, it doesn't even matter, right? I don't really care, right? I'm thinking, oh man, if I if I get two hundred thousand dollars, I'm gonna have to pay like a shitload of taxes. Like that's how my mind is working. Yes, uh, in the monthly cash flow situation, you have to pay taxes too. Um, but just in when I'm thinking about that, I'm just like, oh, if you sell it, you got to pay. You got to pay taxes. <laughs> it's funny, and my mind goes there. I, I think the you know it's definitely a a glass maybe three quarters full or something like that so the point is i don't need a big chunk of cash right now um and perhaps right perhaps if i was buying a house or if i needed to buy you know three teslas or something like that it would be worth it right but i don't need those things and i don't need a big influx of cash so i don't really care now we could actually i'm interested um in what people think of me covering more like financial topics. Um, I don't know much about finance other than actually, I don't want to go off on too much of a rant here. So let me, let's reel it back in here. Let's get back on topic. So I am interested in finance. So there will be more shows. I'll tell you right now, there's going to be more shows on uh, like individual uh, finance and financial independence and that sort of thing. All right, because I'm interested in that stuff. So we're going to be talking about it more. But the point is, um, I don't need an influx of cash. So I am lucky in that respect and fortunate. And uh, the cash flow is interesting to me. So I don't care about flipping, although other people may find that more interesting. If you are interested in hearing about a time when I sold a website, I partnered with a friend of mine on a project called Project Go White Hat. And we converted a site from a gray hat site with private blog network links to a site that had guest posts for uh, its links. And we sold it for $235,000 with Empire Flippers. So I have done some bit of, you know, selling of a site, but, you know, just on an ongoing basis, not what I'm trying to do. Next, Frank asked this. Okay, I'm going through my own age site case study, but he says at a different scale. And this is his main question, all right? So what about the ROI? So that's return on investment. And do I have a specific earnings goal in mind? And the last question is, can I take the same path with a 10% budget of yours? Is that going to be worth it? And for now, it seems like maybe it's not. So Frank has several questions in here. So I'm going to try to address them, hopefully in a you know kind of thorough way. But keep this in mind. I uh, I haven't created any like models like demonstrating what I'm about to tell you about, and I'm I'm rolling kind of fast and loose with this. All right, so I'll, I'll be straight up. I had a pretty good idea in mind, but I haven't like mapped it out with projections and all that kind of stuff. That would have been way smarter. And I, I will be doing that. I'll be sharing some of that stuff. But the preliminary, um, I had enough confidence with the project in general that I was like, all right, let's do this thing. And as I have interacted with some of the fine listeners, 
out there like Frank, as I've, you know, responded back, thought about, you know, some of the areas that I'm working in, I was like, oh yeah, you know, when I put this on paper or more likely in a Google sheet, maybe I'll do some graphs. I'm probably going to do some whiteboard work, you know, map it out for folks so you could see kind of like my thought process here and it'll be a little bit more clear. So if you're just a podcast listener, I definitely encourage you to, you know, check out the YouTube videos on the Age Site case study and all of those will be linked up on the page at Niche Site Project. So I'm going to try and like put everything together. But if you're only listening to the podcast, you're not getting all the information. And if you're only watching the YouTube videos, you're probably not getting all the information either. So it's just, it's not actually on purpose, but it's a happy accident that I'm trying to force you to uh, consume in both formats. So it's just, I can't remember everything I say um, all the time. And I, I don't record um, like video when I'm recording the podcast and so on. Okay, let's get to the point here. The main thing that like Frank is asking about is, hey, if my budget is only like 10% of what your budget is, should I, like, is it really going to be worthwhile? So right, right up front, my estimated budget within the first six months or so is going to be about ten to fifteen thousand dollars for the first six months. And you can imagine from what I just mentioned, um, I've already spent quite a bit of it. Most of it goes to human proof designs for the site, right? So that was one of the biggest assets. And then the other big chunk, um, pretty close to the same, is fifty articles from content development pros, all right? So that's who's writing the content for me. They're gonna be drafting it in WordPress and everything. I will also, and actually I just got um, the proposal from Content Refined and they are improving the existing content on the site. So that'll be you know another set of content. And we haven't even gotten to the link building yet. And I'm, I'm working with, with the Hoth and um, Logan X. So those are the two guest posting services that I'll be working with. But getting back to Frank's question, he's like, hey, can I do the same thing for $1,000 to $1,500? All right. So he was like, hey, can I do the same thing with 10%? And can I get you know something out of it? My answer is generally like, sure. You can you can f- try to follow in the footsteps, but if you're only putting in 10% of the resources, you could expect your results are going to be much, much smaller. So if you're only putting in 10%, you're probably only going to get 10% or less out of it, all right? You can do a lot of the work yourself. So if you want to perhaps you know, outsource a small portion of it, and then put a lot of sweat equity, i.e. do the work yourself, sure, you could do it. Yeah, you could totally do it. There's there's no reason you have to even buy the site, all right? You could start everything from scratch. You could put in a thousand bucks and like you'll be roughly in the same shape. It'll just be a little bit further out. So part of the reason I'm doing this whole thing here is there are many people that have a large budget. In fact, uh, it took me a little while to put all this together, but 
people contact me and they're like, hey, I'm an IT director. I've been doing it for 20 years and, you know, I make a lot of money. I have like, you know, 50 or 100 people working for me, but it's kind of a drag and I want to have a little more freedom with my time. And basically there's like no end in sight. It's like a sentence to just keep working, right? Keep working a nice high paying job with a reasonable amount of flexibility, but not much. And uh, yeah, people want to get out of it and, and make their own decisions, right? It's pretty cool. Um, that if I want to do this age site case study, I like kind of look at my general plan, maybe talk to a couple of people that are smarter than me to make sure they don't see any like, you know, big, uh, you know, dumb mistakes that I'm about to make. And then I can just go for it. Right. I don't have to go through like all this middle management approval garbage. Right. So anyway, there's a lot of people out there that do have a budget and there's a lot of people out there. They're looking for like just big sites, right? Like they would buy an existing site, but they don't have any of the skills. So they're kind of stuck. Um, it sounds weird to say, but they're stuck with, you know, $125,000 and they could buy a site for $90,000 and then use the other money to invest and improve the site. But they don't know what to do because they haven't done it before. They don't have the skills. It's very strange, but there's a lot of folks out there. And I actually, I know you're out there because a few of you email me and I know there's other folks out there that don't, you know, don't necessarily contact me, but there's lurkers out there. So I know you're out there. Now, stick with me on this because we're going to start talking about the ROI and sort of my rough calculations because Frank asked a very, very good question what's my revenue goal here, right? So what's the revenue goal? The answer is, I have no idea because that is very hard to estimate and calculate. There are so many factors. Now, the sort of prospectus that uh, Human Proof Designs puts together, they have like some amount that they are estimating. But I have a I have a pretty major issue with the way those calculations are done. So it's based on like the keywords that they found. They make various assumptions. I, I don't have the sheet in front of me. <laughs> I should have it in front of me. Perhaps I'll do an episode and I could talk through some of the uh, stats and numbers with the human proof folks, because I mean, they do the best, they do the best that they can with those estimates. But here's the thing, right? So let's say there's 10 factors in there. They're assuming uh, like the number of keywords that might rank the number of keywords that are already on the site, the uh, the position in which those will rank, and the amount of traffic that those keywords might get based on the keyword search volume and where they ranked, and then the price of the products, right? And then a few other factors like the conversion rate and the amount of traffic and how long and so on and so forth. As you can imagine, it's quite a few. And for the, the statistic people, the, your analytical folks out there, you're probably thinking, all right, well, what's, what's the certainty for any one of those factors? Well, I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows, but let's just say it's, uh, let's say it's 80%. Each one of those factors is like 80%. And what you come up with, <laughs> I should have done some math ahead of time with my simple calculator on my phone. I'm not going to be able to do this math very easily. But what you end up with is a like a certainty factor that is very low because what you're doing is you're taking like 80% times 80% times 
10 times in a row. So it's like 80% to the power of 10. And then you're multiplying it by that factor and you're like, oh man, this is kind of uh, like just a roll of a 20-sided die, right? Like we really don't know what's going to happen. So my whole point there is I believe the estimate was like $4,000 per month based on like their potential income calculator, right? And I was like, okay. I mean, that's just, you know, kind of a, it's kind of a guess, right? You got to start somewhere. You got to guess. Um, and then you could adjust it along the way. So I, I don't blame Human Proof Designs for coming up with that sort of prospectus. Um, they have a lot of data that they're leaning on to understand how they ended up with those factors. But in, in my estimation, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, you know what? They're only basing it on what's on the site now and the keywords that they have sort of outlined. But I know there's a lot more keywords out there. In fact, I bought 50 more keywords from Human Proof Designs that are keyword golden ratio compliant. They got them over to me in just less than a week, you know, just a few days. And I got all those keywords over to content development pros. So automatically, I know, you know, the potential is probably higher than the $4,000. Now, do I think I could hit that? Uh, maybe sometime. I don't know when, right? I, I don't have like a good handle on that. And this is going to get us into sort of the uncertainty factors here. So if I picked a goal that was based on revenue, it's uh, binary, right? You hit it or you don't hit it. If I picked a goal based on traffic numbers at a certain you know number of months, same deal. It's either you hit it or you don't. So it's like you reached your goal or you failed. I don't want to operate that way. Part of the reason I was confident to you know, start this case study is over time, um, the site's probably going to make money. I've mentioned it a couple of times. It will probably be fairly hard to completely screw up and make the site um, make zero dollars. You know, the fact that it's making you know, a little bit of money already is great. All right. So if I can, if I could be a little bit ahead of the curve from what I would see from students of mine, then I'll be, I'll be happy with that. So I guess in a, in sort of a, in sort of a way, I'll mention some time boxed goals here. So I know that on average, if someone completes five figure niche site, the course, and they do the prescribed work in the right order, and all that kind of stuff. On average, the average person will make about $100 um, per month by month six. Some people do it at month three. Some people do it um, at month nine. It, it depends on how much work they put in and how much the products cost and all that stuff. So based on that, if I can hit $100 per month before six months, I'm like, nah, that's, that's good. You know, I feel good about that. And the way things are going, I feel, I feel like that's achievable. Now, again, I don't want to, that's not the main goal though. So my, the main thing I want to do is focus on the system, right? I want to focus on the system of building a site. And I know those pieces that work and there are, there are two main things, right? It's content and then backlinks. And some people favor one over the other. I kind of like a blend of the two. I think working together, they 
you know, you get the best results if you have like good content and enough of it and backlinks versus just focusing on one or the other. Now, if I can just be a little bit ahead of the curve, I will be happy with that. So my my main point is I want to focus on the system and that system is, you know, taking action and publishing content, improving content and adding backlinks. So those are what we call the leading indicators, right? So if, if I put in uh, effort for the leading indicators, right? That's where I'm spending my time on content and links. Over time, I've seen that work. If I focus on the what we call lagging indicators, those are on the, the tail end. Those are the results that we see. Those results are often very much delayed and maybe not connected to the activity that we're taking. Um, so the, the thing is I could publish a lot of content and I may not see more traffic for several weeks or maybe even a couple months. I can add backlinks and maybe I don't see the impact to the rankings for four weeks or eight weeks or even six months. And the thing is, it's hard to tell, like, did those work or not? But I do know over time through my experience that adding more content and adding links, those leading um, indicators, those are the ones that I need to spend time on because it's proven, right? Both of those activities over time, I've proved that those work. So focusing on those leading activities, those leading indicators is going to be more effective than if I'm just like, okay, have I made more money yet? All right. What did I do last week to make more money? And if you start, if you're focusing too much on those uh, lagging indicators, it could be a little bit difficult to understand like what is effective for you. So all that to say, when we're talking about ROI, and I'll actually get this, I, I wrote it down, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it in a little bit more, this will be more clear, all right? So for the ROI, here's what I told Frank. I'll base it uh, generally on the valuation, right, of 25 to 35 times the monthly profit. So for the people that are un, unaware, usually a, you know, the valuation of like a website or, or most businesses, you can assume it's two to three years, the annual um, uh, profit, right? Two to three years, the annual profit, or another way to say it is 25 to 35 times the monthly profit. So if the monthly profit is about $428 to about $600 per month, that will be roughly 10 to $15,000 of a valuation. All right. So the reason why I'm aiming at the 10 to $15,000 is that is what I am investing. All right. So that is how we figure it up. Now the valuation is, it's, it's a little bit soft, right? That's based on some projections. Now to actually be ROI positive, I'll need to make about $428 for three years or $600 for two years. Again, we're breaking it down on a monthly basis of profit. Now, for the very smart people out there, you're probably thinking, well, what about inflation? What about opportunity costs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so these are not exact numbers. These are just, you know, back of the napkin, just rough 
rough stats to help us understand like the, the general magnitude of what we're aiming at here. So finally, just as an arbitrary sort of uh, example here, if I can get the monthly revenue to about $2,000 per month, or actually we'll call it profit, the profit to about $2,000 per month, ROI positive will be at about seven and a half months. All right. So obviously when, when I map it out on a spreadsheet, I can show potentially you know, these would just be like projections, right? Guesses. I could show revenue growing from whatever, 30 bucks a month to 200 to 500 to 2000. And then slowly you can see that the investment is being paid back. And after some point in time, the, the initial investment will be paid back. And after that, it will just be profit. So that's how I'm sort of figuring up the ROI. And from my estimation, if I can get the revenue up to roughly 500, maybe 800 bucks a month, I could potentially sell the site in, you know, whatever, six, eight, 10 months, something like that, a year, 18 months, like the longer you have proven consistent revenue and traffic, the higher multiple um, you can get. But the main idea here is like, if, if I can get the revenue up to, you know, 600 bucks a month, it's going to be uh, ROI positive. And if I can get it even higher, right, uh, which I believe I can, I, I think I can make over $1,000 per month from the site, the valuation um, will be even higher, right? So then it's a no brainer. But as I said before, I have a very, you know, low to no interest in actually selling the site when I finish um, doing the project, kind of want to keep it so I can keep making money from it. Now, things change. I'm not, you know, I'm not so stubborn that I'm going to say, I'll never sell the thing, you know, maybe that'll be a great finish to the case study, like buy an age site, build it up, keep it full for a few years, like make all your money back and then sell it for even more, right? Maybe that's interesting. So, Anyway, for the people out there that uh, have a stronger financial background than myself, maybe you're in accounting or maybe you just, you know, maybe you're smarter than me. I'm sure there's a lot of you out there. Um, send me your questions. Also, send me the corrections. I, I think there's been a few episodes here where, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm barely prepared, all right? I was looking at my phone at the email that I sent back to Frank there. So, I mean, I, I'm barely prepared. So, I'm sure... Uh, a lot of this, I'm talking out of my ass a little bit, and uh, I appreciate your patience. Uh, hopefully, it it brings you confidence that if, if I can pull it off, then you can too, right? If this joker standing in his closet can do this stuff, you can do it too. I mean, he he could barely work a spreadsheet. He didn't even figure out some of the you know most basic stuff before he started recording. I mean, what am I even doing here? And you can uh, send those emails to feedback at doug.show. And there's also the the voicemail number if you want to leave a message like I mentioned before. All right. Now, before we close out, I have one of my little stories here. I think maybe maybe a few of you can relate to this at least. So I was like, uh, you know, doing my work here at the apartment and I heard a, a package arrive and I was like, oh yeah, okay. I, I thought it was like something I ordered, but it wasn't. It was, it was for my wife. She got some clothes online and, uh, you know, she was excited to get them. And then she was like, all right, like, uh, I need your opinion on some of these things. Now you're probably 
probably already thinking, oh, Doug, man, you should look out for that kind of thing. Man, that sounds like a trap. And I know, man, I, 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 uh, I feel you. And I, I knew I knew it was a trap. I mean, it's not really a trap. It's just like, I, I want to get a, a pin, like if I, actually my, my wardrobe is very basic at this point. I'm wearing a lot of like plain t-shirts. Um, I don't even have that many colors. I'm just doing like black and white mostly. But my wife was like, all right, let me try on these pants. You know, um, they're, they're, they're too tight. I'm going to have to exchange them, but I want to get your opinion on the print, the, you know, stripes on here. So I want to get your opinion. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh man, this is not going to be good. So I'm, I'm standing in the kitchen. She's trying on the pants. She's like, you know, what, what do you think? Do you think the, does you, do you think it looks funny? And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think it looks fine, but I, I'm really not the right person to ask because, um, you know, I don't know about, it looks kind of fashionable, but I, I, I'm not really up with the trends or anything like that. I'm trying to bow out, right? I'm trying to, okay, how can I get out of this? Give some opinion. I'm like, uh, you know, it looks, I mean, it looks good. And I, like, I wouldn't know, notice, um, uh, so, and I'm, I'm stuttering and, um, as much as I'm struggling, just reliving it right now, telling you the story, I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of this. I, I don't know. And I, I did tell her at the end of the day, like being honest, <laughs> being honest is what they say, right? Be honest and just like be straight up. So I was like, you know what? It does look a little funny. Like they're kind of why like they're tight around the waist. And she's like, oh, ignore the waist. Uh, you know, I'm going to exchange them because it's too tight. And I was like, okay. But I was like, they get wide at the bottom, you know, like, I don't know. Is that how they're supposed to look? Is that right? Are they supposed to look wide like that at the bottom? I don't know. It looks a little funny to me, but it, if that's what they're supposed to be, then yeah, they look great. Um, and she's like, well, just how about the stripes? Are the stripes okay? And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Sure. Stripes are great. The stripes are fine. It's everything else. Then she got a dress as well. And you can imagine how well that went. This uh, particular dress, well, it looked a little funny. I thought it was kind of a maternity style. I said as much. And uh, yeah, I think she ended up exchanging both of those. Fortunately, all right. Fortunately, there was a local store. Uh, she ordered online, but she she's returning them to the store. And I think that's happening today, right now as I speak. So I made it through that one, guys and gals. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's some women out there laughing at me as well. I mean, I do what I can. Uh, I try to be diplomatic, but you know, when you're talking to your spouse, it's kind of it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. So with that. I think we're going to sign out. Don't forget to check out the uh, the case study page, nichesiteproject.com slash ASCS for age site case study. And don't forget, there's videos on this stuff and you can get the visuals. You can see me drawing pictures, perhaps, sometimes just talking, but check out the YouTube stuff. Uh, you just search for Doug Cunnington. You could find it out there. So thanks everybody. Have a great day. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here at my computer recording stuff and uh, you're listening to it and I think that's awesome. 
If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe. And don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.